Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we are back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry talking about the great movies of all time. I'm Mike. He's Chuck. We've got a lot to do. It's our big summer movie preview episode. Boy, Chuck, those were the days when it used to mean something when we said summer movie preview, right? How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, my friend. Here's the, here's the difference. When we If we did a summer preview two years ago, it would take a long time. Not, not going to take as long because it's sort of like one movie a month, right? Like Pretty one much. One big one. Pretty much is like maybe three or four movies a month. There's three months and we'll be done. We'll bang it out. If you I want mean, to know man, what's I remember, day, I, remember, I remember a day used to get the big one, the uh, the big one A, the big one A minus, the big one B, the big one B. It, it used to be a slew of movies hitting multiplexes on a weekly basis. And, better. Uh, and the pie was shared a little bit better. I mean, now we're bouncing from March 4th to Batman to uh to 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 may to may 6 doctor strange there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of in between there a there lot. is and but you remember the remember the day where you would get the premier magazine and they'd pr- predict the the number one summer movie the big summer movie preview i i, I re- still remember getting that great double edition premier magazine remember that magazine i remember it very well i mem- listen i i, I remember i hawking back going to the newsstand to get variety and try to find out what was in production. Yep. And, and, and that was the only way I got information because it was pre-internet. Yep. Right. Yep. And then I remember uh, entertainment weekly hitting the stands, how excited I was about that magazine premiere was a good one. And now entertainment weekly is uh, not in, in, in magazine form. Premiere's gone, right? Yeah. Premiere's been gone for a while, actually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Entertainment weekly used to be something else, man. And now you're right. It, well, the whole print form is, is uh, you know, you worry about movie theaters. Print form is even worse off than movie theaters are. That's for sure. Um, well, we'll break down what's coming out um, starting this weekend through uh, August. And the reason we start this weekend is because a big movie came out this weekend. In fact, uh, made quite a, a couple of bucks at the theaters uh, so far this weekend. And my cohort, Chuck, got a chance to see it. And we'll start our summer movie preview with an actually uh, review. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness came out. Chuck got a chance well, to see well, it. Chuck. I did. First of all, it made $90 million in its opening day. That's Thursday previews and then Friday, which is the fifth biggest opening of all time. Crazy. Not surprising simply because, now before I talk about it, not surprising because a lot of pent-up demand, right, yep. from yep. the last Spider-Man movie, which sort of, you know, paved the way for the the marketing hype of this Marvel movie, right? Yep. You get one big movie a month or more, so the anticipation is it's not hard to excite people getting them into theaters for that one movie. So it's great for the studio. I mean, the theaters are going to take it, but they need more than just Doctor Strange and, and Batman six weeks apart or seven weeks apart. Okay, so I go in to see Doctor Strange. My, my reaction is this. As a Doctor Strange movie, it works. As a Sam Raimi movie, it works. It's two hours and five minutes. They evidently cut like 35 minutes out of the running time to shorten it up. So it moves for the most part. He's great. I, I think he's a, a, an amazing actor, a terrific screen presence, Benedict Cumberbatch. So as a Doctor Strange movie... I was entertained. I thought it moved fairly well. Sam Raimi has some cool visuals. Some people saying this is Marvel's first horror movie. I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, it does have some creepy images and a lot of the Sam Raimi evil dead type concoctions right. in the story. Okay. Um, I don't think it's going to scare little children like some people. I just don't think so. Okay. So I think as a, as a standalone Doctor Strange movie, I think, I think for the most part, it works fine. Here's the issue. The issue is, I think a lot of people, including myself, if you told me two months ago that it was this was just going to be a, a standalone Doctor Strange movie for the most part, I would have said, well, what about all these major cameos? What about all these surprises? 
Right. What about all this multiverse? You know, there's rumor about an alternate Tom Cruise. I'm not going to give away a ton of spoilers, but I'm going to talk about a little. So if people who don't want to listen, cover your, cover your ears. Well, Wanda's in it, though, right? I mean, well, I, I, that's, she, she's a major character. And really, yeah. she's the villain in the movies so, because she's the villain, sort of villain because her mind's altered. And yeah, if you watch if you watch WandaVision, you know where her mind's at. If you so if you oh, put okay. Marvel show on Disney Plus, you you know why she might be a villain here. Right. So so she gets you could call it. You could call this movie Doctor Strange and Wanda. Right. right. Or, or Scarlet Witch, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, again, as a Doctor Strange standalone movie, I think the movie's fine. The problem, the problem is. You don't. It's a little bit bait and switch, in my opinion. You don't get what you think you're going to get with the, all the cameos you think you're going to see. Right. There's right. one segment. There's one segment in the movie, probably at the hour mark, where you get a sequence of like four or five multiverse cameos, a little bit more than a cameo. And they're cool. One's real. One had the audience go, you heard the gasp. It was actually really cool, but it's very, it plays out very dark because it's in the, it plays out very dark. Having said that you don't get the, some big, big names that people were speculating. They're not, they're not in the movie. So the, the, it's liable to be a letdown if you're thinking you're going to get all this and you don't. Correct. I do think this movie will polarize some for that very reason, because I think they're walking in thinking, oh, I can't wait to see all these superheroes in the multiverse and you don't get them. You get you get something. But it's not totally satisfying on that level. Right. So. What they could have did, they could have made this movie amazing if they wanted to. And what you do is you get a Sam Raimi directed, self-contained Doctor Strange movie with a segment of a really, a really cool, interesting segment that plays out pretty dark. So you're saying, and you're saying for sure you could tell it's a Sam Raimi movie. Hundred percent. Okay, that's oh, good. That's encouraging. It's a hundred percent Sam Raimi. All right, that's good. But um. For now, and, I'm not and, a fan and, of Doctor Strange, the character. I think he's right. I think he's passing in any of those movies. He's got some good comedic uh, uh, timing oh, with some great. of the major I, I characters. Love him in, I really like him in the event and the everything. OK, the original Doctor Strange movie, I like to a point, but it's, it, you know, there's a difference between Doctor Strange and watching Captain America or Iron Man. Right. They're, they're second level. They're, they're they're tiered. Right. Yes. But he's terrific actor. And, he, and I think he's great in the Avenger movies. I, I think he's great. Now, again, if you like Doctor Strange, this is the this is a, a very it's a solid stand a standalone Doctor Strange movie. If you want multi multi multiverse of madness, where you're getting, you know, all right. these characters, Spider Man and Thor and Hulk and even like people were saying, can I get Wolverine? Can I get Deadpool? Well, right, right. I got gotcha. you. Well, that's the problem, too, coming off of the they, Spider-Man they movie. Gave, We're getting thing, spoiled they, here a little bit. They, they could have gave, but they could have. And why didn't they? The question is, they could have gave us a kitchen sink and they chose. Not <laughs> to give us the kitchen sink, but why? Right. I guess that's the question. Um, that's perplexing. So on one level, I, I enjoyed the movie. But on another, I was like, well, why didn't you give me what I thought I paid for? Makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, I, I get exactly where you're coming from. And me not being a Doctor Strange fan, it's not really going to be a big endorsement for me to go see this movie. To me, the biggest flaw in Doctor Strange is that he's in a multiverse. He can change any outcome. So nothing's ever really at stake in any of these movies. And that's what I had well, a problem with the first you one. You can't keep doing this. You can't keep doing this. And and, that, and that's really why I don't really like the character too much. It's fun that what he could do for the Spider-Man franchise and the Avengers, too. But as a standalone, when there's nothing really a, at the risk. Different, the difference in the Spider-Man movie, they come into this into the universe that we know. Right. Strange is going. Strange is mostly going into another universe. Well, there's one character, America Chavez, and she's appealing. It doesn't do a, a ton of superhero stuff, but. She comes into his universe, then he comes into, then he goes into another universe. So it's basically two universes that they're playing with. And, um, but the stakes are not really real, real, real in the universe that he goes in because 
things happen and you go like you sort of gasp because it goes dark it does go dark and like you say to yourself like really that like they're doing that with that character but again like i do think i do think at the end of the day this is a little bit of a bait and switch i think they promised something that they had no intention of giving and i and i i am perplexed at why they didn't do that having said that this is a very well made movie it's very well made he's really good there's good moments in this movie it moves for the most part uh but you have to go in saying i want to just watch a doctor strange movie because that's what this is it's not really beyond that well I, I can't say that I'm going to go see it because I probably won't. But there is one. I'm not going to give this away. But there, the the one big uh, a cameo, if you want to call that, you will get a big kick out of it. I will tell you that because you're a fan of the actor. Big okay. time. All right. Um, so for that, for that, you will get something out of it. hundred percent. Well, let's dive into some movie news here, Chuck. Uh because, uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot going on, although I, I will point out and I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but the previews for Obi-Wan Kenobi look fantastic. I, 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 I am amazed at what Disney Plus is doing with the Star Wars series sometimes. And this will take place right after Luke and Le- Leia are born. And it's really what happens with Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader's uh, Hayden Christensen continues. But he's all in. Chuck, the production value looks unbelievable. I don't know if you've got a chance to see some of the previews, but I'm really excited about this one, maybe even more than the Mandalorian and the Boba Fett one. This one really seems like it. It seems like it's really in that Star Wars wheelhouse. I want to ask you a question to expand off this. This is uh, the Disney. Are you are you surprised that they're using like the WandaVision TV show, right? Yeah. That has uh, the same significance as the events in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Is, does that surprise you? I mean, I, I think at this point they have to, because it's just if you're going to make if you're going to put this amount of money and time and effort into the series, you want to make it substantial. I mean, Luca, uh, uh, Mark Hamill's in Boba Fett. I mean, they do another digital enhancement. A whole episode is dedicated to Luke Skywalker in the Boba Fett series. Right. I mean, the stakes are real. Um, the storyline progresses. I, I, I really enjoy that about that. And I think there will be no punches pulled for this next one. Um, which is really cool. Uh, and, and it really makes you want to actually watch it instead of being like, well, I don't really, it's not going to do anything for the story. I could probably pass it. And this, you know, you kind of have to watch. And you got Owen McGregor back, who's, you know, let's face it, he's one of the best actors on the planet coming back to do a, a TV series. And it's going to work. But the money's not t- the, the, mon- the money's the ad- they're paying real money to do this, uh, to do this stuff. There's well, no theaters better it. do something, Chuck, because you got this, you got the Ozark finale. You've got uh, stranger things coming out in a couple of weeks too. So people are going to have really quality things to watch. When we look at the summer movie preview, um, there better be one or two movies there that, that'll have big staying power. And I'm not quite well, sure. I got a, que- I got a question for you. Uh, if you're, if you own, if you're, you're, you're the bean counters and the brain trust is, let's say Cinemark or AMC, right? Now, the way this is, let's just say the last, since March, are you happy with the hit of the Batman and Doctor Strange? Is that, I I know it's not enough. I know it's not enough. It's baby steps, though. It's definitely progress from where they were. But are are they happy with the progress? Or they want a lot more? I think they're happy, but they're scared. I think, I think they realize that, you know, that big paid. I don't think times will never go back to what it used to be. I guess that's what it is. So I think they're probably reevaluating like we've talked about is, all right, how can we survive with this new model? Cause we're going to have to adjust. So um, the, you're not going to get four new- movies deep on a summer movie anymore on a summer weekend anymore. It's not going to happen. So, so that interview that Ben Affleck gave last year, that print interview saying, that movie theaters are going to come down to what did he say? Thirty big popcorn movies a year. Yeah, and and almost everything else will be streamed. You think that's accurate? It might be exaggerating a bit, but if you look at our, once we go through the it's, summer it's movie closer, preview, it's closer to the truth than the way it was two and a half years ago. At the end of the show, we're going to look back and say, "Well, yeah," because there's probably maybe a ten to fifteen major movie releases in four months. That that that's not a lot. Right. That's that's not good. Uh, 
and uh, that's more of the motto of what Ben Affleck's talking about. So it, but it is progress to the last year's summer preview and the year before that, Chuck, I mean, we, we were talking about, are we, our movie theaters are even going to be open. So you got to crawl before you can walk again. So we're doing something here and they're making $90 million this weekend. That's better than nothing. And um, it's done 400. Listen, in it's opening, it's opening weekend. It's going to do 400 million. That's crazy. Right? So, so my, the point is you can't get that kind of money on streaming initially. No. So, they, they're not going to say bye-bye to the theaters. But the question is, can they have their cake and completely eat it too? Will they sit know. down with the theater? Will they sit down with the brain trusts at the theater and kind of try to construct some sort of window where theaters can eat the cake too? There's got to be a way to make this all work. I know there is. Well, they need, to they need titles like Elvis to make a lot of money. These, these right. something that's not star driven, you know, uh, superhero driven. They need breakout like a movie. Well, we'll talk about it later on. But, you know, like Jordan Peele's next movie, that's got to make a lot of money. Like, that's the kind of movie movies that have buzz because of stories, you not because of Liam actors. Or, movies in, you can't throw Liam Neeson movies in every two months. Ain't, no, you can't do it. You can't do it. Memory's not going to cut it. Um, no, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll talk a little bit more about it. Coming up as we get to uh, our summer movie preview. Chuck, what movie news do you have anything? We talked about the Warner Brothers saying they're going to do the Batman 2, right? Did we talk about that last yes. weekend? Yes, we talked about last right. weekend. Yeah. You, what do you have? Um, outside of that, the only other thing, I mean, I know we've got. We talked about the Fast and the Furious franchise where uh, 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 now it looks like Lewis. Uh, I think his name's Let, uh, Letter Slur, who had directed The Hulk. And he, yep. and he, we and talked about directed, that last week. Yeah. Right. So yep. that, um, that, he's going to he's going to come in and helm fast in a furious 10. Yep. Um, one of the things that I'd seen that uh, I thought was interesting, Chuck, was uh, the fact that a quiet place prequel uh, has mm -hmm. a director and it's not John Krasinski. Um, what do you think of something along the lines of this? I mean, Look, we both thought. I, 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 I think you got to. I think you got to give the audience the kitchen sink if you're going to do this. You can't tease. To. You can't tease the world. You got to just unleash the world now. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You can't and remake it'll work if they do that. Yeah. It'll, the it'll problem with two. I, I had issues with. I had issues with the second one because I just don't think it was enough. No, it's just a remake. It's a remake of the yeah. original, um, with a different guy wearing a beard. Um, but they do have a title. Uh, and they are, it, it is getting produced. So they are going to do another one. You're right. It's, it's kind of like they did with, uh, with, uh, the movie we love with Mary Elizabeth Wanstead, right? They, they, I mean, they teased us at the end of that film that there's going to be another big alien movie that she's going to fight. And it just never came about. They agree. Um, Chuck. I got one thing. Mike Myers in an interview said that, that don't be surprised if you see another Austin Powers uh, movie sometime soon. Would it well, work? He's got a new uh, Netflix series that just I came know. out this week. Would, um, would, it, would people care? I don't. I I have a hard time believing they would. I got to be honest with you. I don't think they would care like the heyday of, of the franchise. It would be it'd be a tougher sell. I think oh. he's awesome as that character. Oh, it's hysterical. My daughter and I were just yeah. watching clips of it the other day, and it's still funny. It's still it still has staying power. But the Did boy, you see he, the trailer to Avatar. What's that? Did you see the new trailer to Avatar? I, I, I didn't. I know. I know they attach it to some prints of Doctor Strange. It was not on my print. I did not see it. No, I did not. Uh, but I know my daughter's going to want to see it. And I know I, I'm I'm going to try to figure out to get my. Uh, Oh, I got one other thing. I got energy one other thing to I go see about. it. They did the world premiere in San Diego of Maverick Top Gun. Right. And Tom Cruise flew in himself in a military helicopter. That's <laughs> old school star power. And what was really cool about it is the reaction was genuine. And I got to tell you, they, the people who saw this movie loved it. They thought it was old school, tremendous emotion. Cruise was awesome. Characters were great. They're going to screen it at Kansas. It's going to open here in the U.S. May 27th. I hope. Listen, I'm actually getting excited about this. Yeah, me too. I, I, I like the old well. school part of it. I do. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, you know, Lady Gaga's got a song in it, too, that's been released. So um, there's a video. Yeah, for watch that the video. It's really want. cool. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe the maybe this will gain some steam and, and, and help the box office out. We'll talk about that. I got a little one bit. Other thing. I want to go back thing. this week. This week in TV history, May 5th, 1997, last episode of Married with Children airs on Fox after 259 <laughs> episodes. It actually had from 87 to 97. I think this was an iconic franchise uh, sitcom. I thought it was raw, but really funny. It had its place in its time, ran for 10 years. I think Ed O'Neill, I'm not going to give him, say, Archie Bunker, Carol O'Connor, incredibly great, but it was a really good character. Yeah, I agree. It, it definitely has its place in modern culture. There's no doubt about it. Um, um, some very funny stuff. She was Katie. Se- Katie Seagal is really good in it as well. Um, and it and went through a major trade. You know, it even overcame the Ted McGinley jinx. You know, Ted McGinley ruined the love boat and happy days, but couldn't find his way to ruin married with children. He actually, no, his character in that was better good. than the original. I agree with you. Um, I, I was a, I was a big fan. All the supporting characters were good. It was crude. It was funny. Um, and I think it stands the test of time. And nobody got along with the the woman, right? The 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 neighbor woman, right? Ed O'Neill hated her on set. Yeah, and she was a, she was the actress from uh, Fright Night. Fright Night. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, and Ed O'Neill got lucky again with Modern Family. He went back he to back. And he's a good actor. He's, very, real good he's actor. very, very well respected in the industry. All right, Chuck, let's go to our newest feature, um, the Wayback Machine. And I, you give me the year and I'll tell you what was released on this date in that year. So we're going to head into May. We might see some bigger blockbuster movies. Um, what what year would you like to venture back to in the 70s, 80s or 90s? Let's go to uh, 81. 1981 in May. Okay, let's do it. We go to May. What is this? May 6th, 1981. Well, interesting. Friday the 13th Part 2 came out this weekend, Chuck. Uh, The sequel that had Amy Steele. Very enjoyable. This was a good one. I like that franchise. I mean, there's a couple clunkers, but overall, I was at everyone in in a theater. Uh, It was always a good audience. Now, remember this reacted really well. This is the one that does not. He doesn't have a. Uh, this is Jason killing him. Um, yes. And he doesn't have a mask. He has a hood, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting because most of the movies that came out this weekend are all slasher movies. Graduation Day came out wow. May first, nineteen eighty one, and that was uh, Christopher George, a killer. I forget what he's doing. He's killing high school kids around graduation day, right? He um, did a few of these type movies. And the burning came out, Chuck, which is another slasher movie in the woods, which uh, I think the guy was using big hedge clippers to kill these kids in that one. You got to kill with something. You got you got to kill with something. And uh, Holly Hunter's actually in that film. So is Fisher Stevens and Jason Alexander with hair. If you ever want to go and watch an old school um, (laughs) film, a slasher film. And last but not least, the very next week, Happy Birthday to Me came out, Chuck. So. Goes to show you what what uh, you know where we were in 1981 as far as horror movies goes because you had I mean those are pretty four substantial you know slasher yeah. films back to back to back. Agree. Agree. Now, Happy Birthday to Me, of course, starred Melissa Sue Anderson back in the day from wow. Little House in the Prairie, and somehow they got Glenn Ford to be in that movie, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I think didn't they redo that one? I think they did. did they do those happy po- birthday. I, I can't those, remember those, poster, those posters on the on the uh, on the video box are always very intriguing. They made you want to rent it. Before we go away from 1981, uh, also another film that came out around that time was The Fan with uh, Lauren McCall. Do you remember that horror movie, Chuck? I do. That's with uh, James Garner actually in that, and Michael Bain is actually the villain in that film. Wow. Uh, all right, Chuck. Uh, before we do our summer movie preview, let's uh, let's let's talk turkey here and do fast five. You ready? OK, I'm ready. All right. First off, Darren McGavin would have had a birthday this weekend, would have been 100 years old this weekend. Chuck wow. Darren McGavin. Cole Shack, the Night Stalker, just always pops in my mind when I hear his name. Yeah, no it's doubt about cool, it. It's just a cool, cool, very well respected, I guess, cult show. But uh, I was a big fan. Yeah, I remember with the what the uh, I mean, Dracula in Vegas, right? Wasn't that story. one of the episodes? Huh? Dracula in Vegas. That was one yeah. of the episodes. Yeah. Um, 
And of course, he's old man Parker in the Christmas story. And yeah. And one of the good things in Airport 77 that you and I both like about. I love him in that movie. And he's um, in how, how about George Clooney, Chuck? What pops out George Clooney? What do you think of? He gave an interview this week uh, and he said that if NBC didn't make the decision to put ER on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock and put it on Friday, he would never have become the movie star and the success that he has been. To me, it's always going to be ER because I, Ross, I, yeah. I really do think he did his best acting work on ER. It's hard to argue because I stopped watching it right after he left the show. So, um, I watched the whole thing. I, I would also say I, just, I actually just binge watched uh, ER of, uh, last month. I, I'm a big, big fan. I think it holds up beautifully. He was awesome, but everybody was good on that show. And to keep a show running that long, I think is an incredible achievement. 15 years. And he only uh, came back uh, one time, right? When she, when what's her name left, right? That was the only time he came back, right? He came back in the last season. He came back in the last season. He did one episode, him and Juliana Margulies. It yeah. was a really cool episode because what they did is they had a tra- they had organ transplants of a character that went to his hospital. It was it was really well done. They it involved Dr. Carter, Noah Wiley, with a kidney. It was it was really well done. But he he brought his end game when he came back, and uh, but he he was terrific. I guess P- Perfect Storm. I, I'm a big fan yep. of that movie. Yep, and. And I love the Danny Ocean. I love Ocean's series. I do like him a lot in that. Him and Alp and him and uh, Brad Pitt. Um, Chuck, here's a tough one. What about Rosario Dawson? Um, always appealing on screen. She's 43 years old. Um, I think of, you know, first thing I pop uh, pops up in my mind is Unstoppable. Um, that train movie that. with Chris Penn and uh, Chris Pine and and uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, James Hill. Yeah, Denzel Washington. That's a first. And then, of course, she's in the Clerks movies a couple of times. Yeah. But the first thing yeah. that pops into my mind is Unstoppable for some reason. Okay. What? Tell me what else she's done. I mean, man, she was. Was she? Was she one of the Men in Blacks? Yes, she was. Yeah, I believe she okay. was. And she was in Rent. Uh, she's in one of the original cast. Yeah, movies. I mean, listen, she's very well. Res- she's very well respected. She's good. I know she has a. I don't know she has a signature role, but. Uh, Everything we mentioned is good. Eagle Eye. She's also the cop in that, too. Uh, that's a real good underrated movie with uh, with uh, Shia LaBeouf before still, he went off. She's still end. dating Cory Booker. I think they just did. They break up for some reason. I thought I read a story. They broke up. Uh, maybe okay. I'm wrong. But, yeah, that's a big right. high profile uh, relationship. Hey, Good for him. Listen, if you can get it right. Uh, how about Albert Finney, Chuck? A great all time actor who would have been uh, 96 this week, actually 80. It's two movies for me. Well, well, he's, I, I think he's, I think it's really cool to see him in uh, Skyfall, but to me, it's yeah, Wolfen, it's Wolfen, which to me was his sort of comeback. Yep. I, I, I love that movie. And the other would be, uh, would be the musical Scrooge. I, I find him. He's really, really? Cool in that. I thought you were yeah. going to say Aaron Brockovich. Oh, oh, that he's great in that movie too. I forgot to that me- one. That didn't pop in my head. That he, listen, yeah, he he his chemistry with Julia Roberts. That, that that's a great script. Yeah, great character. Uh, yeah, he's awesome in that movie. I love. I can't see another Fish actor playing that part better. I love Big Fish. I thought he was really good in that too. I, yeah. the, the best Tim Burton movie. And last but not least, Chuck, one of our favorite character actors of all time, and better known as Bishop to you and me. But that's Lance Henriksen, who is 82 years old this weekend, Chuck. And you're always going to get the A game when Lance Henriksen's popping up in the titles. But it's got to be Bishop beginning and end. Yeah, I mean, it's a great it's a great character. Great character. Uh, what about his villain turn in Hard Target? I know you're a big fan of Wilford Brimley on the uh, horse there. Absolutely. A classic. <laughs> Remember when and we he- saw that in the theater, how you were laughing? Oh, my God. I still laugh just in slow motion at Wilford Brimley. Uh, it is good, uh, but it, you know, Lance Henriksen did get a little mainstream support. Remember that show Millennium that came out yeah. on Fox? Yeah. He had a little. I know he got nominated for a couple of Emmys for that too. There is an actor who never really got his real due, Chuck, because he's been around forever. I mean, go back and watch Close Encounters. Well, of the he's Third got time. he's got a really interesting look. He does. He does. No doubt about it. All right, Chuck. Well, it used to be in a day there'd be fifteen sequels that come out in the summer, ten big movies, and 
every once in a while, a sleeper would come out and we'd all love to see. That's what the summers used to be. Now it's just trying to find something to make you go to the movies every weekend. Remember, Chuck, back in the day in the summer, every weekend we'd be going to the movies, uh, maybe well, twice a weekend. The, back in the day, we started usually Memorial Day weekend and then they started to spin it backwards. And now it's sort of March. Yeah, I'm lucky if I go to the theaters at least four times this summer, let alone four times on a weekend, which is what it might have sometimes used to be. Um, yeah, we had Doctor Strange. We talked about that. If you really want to technically get summer started this this weekend, next weekend, Chuck, I got to admit, I'm intrigued by the retelling of Firestarter. I really enjoy the preview that I saw um, uh, it, it. You know, obviously, the original Firestarter, Stephen King. It's a bit of a bomb. Wasn't very well told. Zach Efron's your lead here with a young girl, Ryan Kira Armstrong, as the fire starter. I, for some reason, Chuck, I want to see this movie, and I don't know why, but it's going to be on Peacock I, as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Seriously? Yep. Oh, what a kick in the groin to theaters. Holy, come on. Yeah, but how you much money is Firestar going to make in, in theaters anyway? Let's face it. It's, it's a product. It is a product, but not a very big product. I, okay, I kind of like that it's going to be on Peacock it, 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 as well. It, 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 I'm, I'm gonna, I got to be honest. I'm going to watch it on Peacock. Yeah, I will too. Um, I got a question. I'm, I got a question for you. I, I, I have not heard any buzz, any buzz. I haven't really seen a big marketing campaign on any level. Have you? I have on Peacock. I don't Honestly, I've seen network. it on Peacock. To be honest with you, um, because we watch the so, office on Peacock. I do see it there but not on regular television. No. Um, and I haven't seen a preview in theaters either. So uh, that is your May 13th release, Chuck. So let's go to May 20th. That's right. Just that one, May 13th. And it's going to be on Peacock. Um, I will watch. I will watch too. What about the I sequel to Downton Abbey? A new era, Chuck. Um, this is not my cup of tea, but it's, it's a lot my of people's cup of tea. Cup of tea. Either, but I got to tell you, we have a book that the theater I'm involved in. We're going to do we're going to because we have to do different things to try to excite people. So we're sure. doing dinner first show Thursday night, the weekend it comes in dinner and a movie. Nice. And and wine tasting. Oh, that's so good. Try, I, I could see you know, something we, we happening. Sold, we sold we sold 50 tickets already. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What are so, you charging? Uh, Not off the top of your head, huh? 20 bucks. OK, um, yeah, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it if you're a fan of the series. Right. And, now, the, here's and, the, thing. and the other here's the thing. This will be this actually. will have. Theaters and studios holding their breath a little because it's actually a big barometer film. Yeah, I agree. The, the, the one the one demographic that has not jumped into the pool here. Is the older crowd yeah. fifty plus? Yeah, and that's why the art house model has been decimated. I, I, you know, I, I had a board meeting at the theater today, and I was speaking to the president, and she's involved with. Uh, it's called, um, I think, theater divergence, like a NATO, a National Association Theater. Like they, they, they correspond. Right. There's been a lot. There's been a lot. Of art house theaters that have gone bye bye. Of course, they have not survived. They one, they didn't stay open at all during COVID. We did, unless we were closed against our will. Right. But they have not. It, see, the one thing that we've done, we have been very diverse with a big film. Like we have Doctor Strange, but we're also going to book Downton Abbey, and we do smaller independent films. Like we rotate, try to bring in different demographics, different age groups, different audiences. If you went strictly odd house, that crowd of 50 plus has not come back. Yeah. You're in, you're finished. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And it's it a sucks, recurring theme here on this show. There's no doubt about it. Yes. Um, Memorial day weekend doesn't get more American than Maverick. You got top gun coming out. Chuck May 27th. Um, you know, I would say the gang's all here, but it's really just him from the original. I think Val Kilmer might pop up, so he'll be in it. Um, John Hamm, Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller. Good trailer. You're see it here in good buzz. This one might this one might raise some eyebrows and actually be a home run. I don't I don't think it's going to be a home run. I hope it becomes a triple. 
triple, double off the wall at I, least. Uh, caught in a rundown between third and home. Let's hope <laughs> well, that. It's, I, it's not going to be a, I don't think it's going to be a home run. Right. But well, opening, I, I think, I think what it needs, what it needs right off the bat, it needs buzz. It needs good reviews. And right? it sounds it has, like it's getting both from the screenings. And, and, and it, it sounds like that. And, it, and they're previewing it at Cannes, which means they, they're proud of it. Yep. And this movie was supposed to come out two years ago, right? I mean, I, this is this is a this is a COVID movie. Remember, people, that's finally no. getting released. Um, yeah. We might have done this on a couple of previews we've already done. Uh, so Maverick in a couple of weeks uh, and opening up against it, not to be outdone. I will bring it up because it's a pretty popular animated TV show. But the Bob's Burgers movie is actually being released in theaters, which is a little eyebrow raising. Um, uh, and it might get some box office muster. I don't know if you could watch it on TV. Why would you go to the theaters to see it? I don't know. But Bob's Burger, the movie comes out. Chuck, do you do you see that? Do you, do you watch that show or no? I do not. But let me ask you a question. Do you think the barometer given a choice streaming platform and in theaters majority will watch on a TV. It depends on the movie. I, I really believe that. I think it depends on the movie. Um, I, but Bob's burgers is not going to be the one that gets people to go to the theaters. I, it's not going to be that people, more, more people will watch Firestarter on Peacock in, in the theater. Probably. Probably if they even find it, 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 it depends. It, right. It depends on how many people actually have Peacock. Yeah. It's pretty right. cheap, though. Yeah. I, mean, I, I get Well, I, you I, get it with Comcast, I, though. Remember, I, if you're com- I subscribe. I subscribe to Peacock to watch Halloween kills. Right. Well, that's you. Um, but I get I get Peacock because I have Comcast. I wouldn't probably order. I would have not bought it if I didn't get, have Comcast. Probably right. not. You're, you're, you're more uh, self-important than I am. Yeah. Um, June 3rd, a movie called Watcher comes out. Chuck, it stars Micah Monroe. Uh, from It Follows and the Independence Day sequel. It's a horror Hitchcockian kind of thriller that comes out. Um, released at Sundance. It's going to have to get buzz. For it's it going to. But it's yeah. the only major release on a June 3rd, which is okay. another real head scratcher there, Chuck. Um, maybe everybody's That's, scared. That, of- it, it, that, that in itself tells a story. Yep. It I might mean, be the fact 3rd? that it's scared of the next week, which is Dominion, Jurassic World Dominion. Um this is the and big this one, is gonna Chuck. Fo- this is going to follow suit of the Batman, Doctor Strange. This is a big. This will be bigger than both, I think. I think so. You're talking maybe four hundred million dollar weekend here, Chuck, um, mm. with the gang all here. All, yeah. yeah it, it, listen, if the reviews are good, this thing's going to do really, really well. It's yeah, that's do well anyway. Ju- but you need. I mean, obviously, you need you need people liking it to really do well. Obviously, obviously. Um, the other the next the next movie, June 17th, it's kind of a no brainer. And that's Lightyear, which will have Chris Evans jumping into the role of Buzz Lightyear and origin story, Chuck, by Pixar. To me, this is the almost can't miss. This is a can't miss movie. Uh, you get everything. You get kids, you get Pixar, you get Toy Story. I mean, where can it go wrong? I don't think it can. I don't think It'll people are really not going to well. go because uh, Tim and that, Allen's and not in it. And that's all theater, right? Theater. That's all theater. Yeah, that is not a uh, Disney Plus. That is all theater uh, all the time. I mean, will he, will he get any blowback from Tim Allen not being in it? I don't think so. I, I It is a little weird, though. Uh, well, it is an origin story, so they could fall back on the fact that he's younger, I guess. I guess so. Um, June 24th. Movie that's been around for a while too, the Black Phone um, with Ethan Hawke got a lot that of good movie, buzz. That, 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 I got a lot of good buzz. I mean, they've they've held this one back for a long time. Yeah, this one's been around for a while, um, but it's supposed to be but really it, good. But it, and and it's a horror. It's a straight horror film. Uh, listen, these films only have to have a good opening weekend, and 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 they and they're a winner. That's right. And Ethan Hawke's the heavy in this one, I do believe. Yep. Um, he kidnaps a thirteen-year-old boy. So. Uh, We'll see what that one plays out. And it opens opposite Elvis, June 24th, Chuck. That's a pretty big deal, too. Elvis uh, Presley uh, autobiography as told through Tom Hanks and Colonel Parker. Uh, okay, here, here's the ba- thing. I just watched. I went to the theater to see how many people were at Doctor Strange, and I was watching the trailers. They cut another trailer before Doctor Strange. I got to tell you, this is a much better trailer than the first one. It, it, it delved into the character of Elvis a lot more in this trailer. 
and I like this trailer, much, much better trailer. This one's an important this this is another barometer. They need this is a big one to see if a certain another type of audience in the summer starts going to the movies if it doesn't have, you know, Spider Man or Doctor Strange in it. Agreed. Yeah, it's like I said when we started. I think this is the one that's like on a normal summer season, this would be a surefire hit. Um especially coming off of Rocket Man and 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 But it uh, open is there anything else that weekend opening? No, the the black phone opens up, yeah, but it's not really competitor. It, no. Yeah. No, it's not really not competitor. So, okay. um, it'd be int- okay. that's one's going to be interesting, Chuck. No doubt about it. On Amazon, June 29th, you get I'm only bringing it up because it does have J-Lo doing Amazon again, Chuck, and it's shotgun wedding. Um, it's about a couple of ho- whose wedding gets hijacked by uh, terrorists. Um, interesting. She's diving into the streaming world again. She also have a has a biography coming out on Netflix in the summer called halftime. So JLo um, keeps going strong. I mean, you can't deny her power. No, I, no, I agree. But I, I just think, and I like Josh Jumal. He's a good guy. I root for him, but you know, army hammer to Josh Jumal. It feels like streaming. It is. Well, it is. It's on and, Amazon. And I, now it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, July 1st. Minions, The Rise of Gru, another uh, Minions movie, Chuck, another Despicable Me film. You're speaking to me like I care. Yeah, well, this one's going to be the 4th of July movie of the year, right? So So that's it. That's the 4th of July movie. Unless you count Shotgun Wedding, which nobody's going to count that one. (laughs) Uh, But that's a big one. Kids are going to love it. Kids are going to love it. It's going to make a lot of money. I got to tell you, if I'm a theater owner. No, that one's going to make money, though. I want more, though. Come on. Well, that's the next it? week, July 8th, you got Thor, Love and Thunder. Okay, that's good. <laughs> It'll do well. It should do well. Um, you also have Natalie the wrong. Portman and Natalie Portman is a female. Yep. Thor. Yep. A you also have the wrong created. place coming out, Chuck, which is a one of these leftover Bruce Willis movies. I don't think that's going to be in theaters, Chuck. Um, really? No, it's not. There's an interesting movie, bad title, but interesting movie. Great trailer. And I'm looking forward to see it. July 22nd. Nope. Comes out, Chuck, a really creepy Jordan Peele film. Um, Again, I'm not crazy about the title of it, but it's a real good. uh, Looks like an alien invasion film. It looks scary. The the trailer. I I think this one could hit home and could could be a home run for him again. You're saying the title is going to be indicative of people wanting to see it. I don't know. You're not into. I have not. Seen, I, have not I, I have not seen the trailer. You should see the trailer. It's a. It's a is good it trailer. Good? Okay. Um. You also get Pause of Fury, which is an animated movie. Uh. And Where the Crawdads Sing, which stars Daisy Edgar Jones, which is based off a huge novel that comes out that weekend as well. Can you give uh, me some real summer movies? Come on. Uh. Bullet Train, oh, July twenty ninth. Thoughts. Um. Old school uh, is different. I hope it's good. Well, you got Brad Pitt in the lead, right? Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Zazie Beats. I mean, it's about assassins on a bullet train in Japan, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Good action. I mean, it looks like a good action trailer. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Sandra Bullock's in it as well. Um, DC League of Super Pets comes out that a lot of animated stuff, Chuck, trying to get the kids in the theaters. Um, DC that one's going to be that one could be big, bigger than minions, huh? Mm, no, minions has a, that brand name to it. It's a franchise. Uh, and now we're going to really dive into like the head scratch and stuff of uh, of August, Chuck, where you get a comedy called Easter Sunday with Joe Coy, uh, a movie that actually has a decent premise called Secret Headquarters. And in a in a and it could be a sleeper hit. It's about a kid who discovers a secret headquarters in his home in the basement and thinks that his parents might be superheroes. It does star Owen Wilson and Michael Pena. Um, that on a regular summer year might be the if it's good, could could become a hit. I will say that. And then you've got a teenage horror movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies that comes out that weekend too. Pete Davidson actually pops up in. Again, we're not dealing with big movies here in August. Here, here's here's the thing. I, I worry. And again, I'm talking from a business model point of view and I'm speaking for the theater owners. I, I just worry that. And when, you, when you're listing these movies, like. like I, I 
some of it, I, like the beginning half, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going in a good direction. But now it's sort of really unwinding. And I'm saying to myself, some of this second half here could be disastrous for theater owners because it almost feels like they, we've now become conditioned right, to see only the biggest of the big. And there's some big of the big here, but then there's not. Yeah, And I just don't know what the temperature is going to be for people again to actually go to a movie theater there, you know, there was a time and we talked about this before. There was a time and a place where people said, okay, it's Friday, Saturday. What do we do? Do we get an ice cream cone? Do we go roller skating? Uh, Do we talk, take a walk in the park? Do we barbecue? Do we go to the movies? Right? So movies is Americana, right? And there was a time where people said, okay, let's just go to how many people went to a movie didn't know if they see and then went to the box office, looked at what was playing looked and said, the movie to the, poster. Said, yeah. said, said, yeah. said to the, said to the uh, cashier, what do you, what's, what's playing? What is popular? Right. And they say, Oh, I like this. I like, and then he said, Oh, give me two tickets for that. Right. I think that day is over. Right? I think you're right. So, but, but what scares me is if, and again, we're going to learn, we are going to learn everything we need to know by the end of August here. I agree. I agree. So the question, the, que- the question is, is it massive popcorn movie or bust, or is there some wiggle room to get people into into theaters? I I, I don't know. Uh, a fun movie in in August too, coming out August twelfth. The Man from Toronto, uh, Kaylee Coco, Woody Harrelson, Kevin Hart, and Ellen Barkin in it about okay. the world deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw up mistaken uh-huh. for each other in an Airbnb rental. Haven't seen a preview for it. I'm assuming Woody Harrelson's the assassin and Kevin Hart's the screw up. Um, interesting cast, Chuck, that could could lead to laughs again, if good. And also middle of August. I knew nothing about this film even being made. And tell me if you did, too. But a third installment of Young Guns, alias Billy the Kid, directed by and starring Emilio Estevez. Do you know anything about this film? Not at all. I, I, I would be surprised if this plays theatrically. Well, Christian Slater and Lou Diamond Phillips are back as well. I mean, that the other the Young Guns 2 it. is 25 years old, right? Yep. Uh, that comes out in August. I don't know where it comes out. And they're keeping the plot under wraps is what they're saying. But boy, oh, boy. They better, unra- they better unwrap some plot line to get people uh, a little. I, you're not going to get people excited about you. That. Better, you better unwrap the fact that it was even made. I mean, I didn't even know this how, movie was. How even did being- it get, here's a question. How did it get financing? Well, Emilio Estevez probably put all his money into it, I would think. Um, August 19th, a movie uh, called Beast Chuck. Seems like it has an interesting presence, uh, 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 plot to it. Charlto Copley's the star and Edris Elba's also in it father and his two teenage daughters find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion chuck so could have a jaws feel to it charlotte yeah, copley that, is an that, interesting that's actor. the type of thing those are the type of things that have potential for yeah. sleeper to become sleepers they got to be good though they got to be good but charlotte copley is an interesting actor right he, he he's you know obviously was in the a-team uh district nine w- wacky guy well, well district nine was the, the big one and last but not least, as we head into Labor Day weekend, Chuck, a movie I've been we've been hearing about for a while, and that's Samaritan, which actually stars Sylvester Stallone, who well, uh, is a okay. superhero in this, Chuck. Um, Stallone on the big screen at the end of August. If it ain't Rocky, is anybody going to care? I will, but most won't. Um, and, and that's no, it, it, it's Chuck. Not, it, 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 it. I got to tell you. That's it. I don't know. I, yeah. I, that that is that is um I thank God that, for Jurassic Park. But you know what? Jurassic Park is coming out uh, in the early summer and there's a lot of weeks after Jurassic Park that might be empty theaters. He, here's the thing, when you started when you started introducing the lineup of summer movies, it felt like I was going to get a, a three-course meal. And and it, it's like I got a I got a, I got a chicken a chicken leg half eaten. <laughs> it's not enough. No, and, and that is you're not, not a that fan. Is not enough, that is not enough to sustain multiplexes for a and, summer. No yeah, way. Chuck's not a big animated fan either. So the light years and the minions of the world isn't going to get him all jazzed up either. Um, and then Thor is not one of our favorite Marvel characters. So 
Uh, yeah, I, again, that'll do well though. I mean, listen, there's some good, there's some good, there's some good, there's a pocket of really good ones that are going to be big, but there's a lot of them that are not. Yeah. It's not yeah. enough. They, they, again, here's the deal. I, I hate hammering the same point. Studios. I mean, come on, you got to play ball with the theaters here. Yeah. This is not fair. No, it's not. This it's is not. A, let me make an appeal here that you were in bed. You were partners to phrase it differently. You were partners for a hundred years. Okay. A hundred years. And you have completely flipped the power structure to, to really an unholy level. I don't think it's fair. What do you think? What do you think uh, producers are more scared of COVID or streaming? No, I think they could live in the streaming world. There's ways into the streaming world. If you look at the Stallone interview a few weeks ago, when they said, what advice would you give a young filmmaker? He said, understand, streaming is a thing. It's here to stay. I'm right. now involved in it, right? So I, I, I don't think it's streaming. I think I think COVID altered the landscape. But I, I think I think, I think you're going to know by – but you cannot you, – the, the, the studios can't have, cannot have it both ways. They can't just put massive popcorn movies in, in leech off theaters – and not give them any dessert, right? This, this is all. This is all entree, and there's no dessert. Well, and gas listed. gas prices and inflation isn't helping either. Let's face it. No. Um, you know, people have a certain amount of money they can spend, and then, and, and once gas breaks five bucks, it, it, it weighs into extendable income in a big time way. That's just yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chuck. That's our summer movie preview again. Uh, not with a bang, but a whimper. I apologize for that. Not my fault, though. Just just so you know, um, not my fault. Uh, and we'll do this all over again next week. Joe, I, I don't I don't uh, I, I don't shoot the messenger here. No, don't shoot the messenger. Wasn't me. Wasn't I, me. I, I won't. But, I, you know, times have changed. I, you know, I, I know we come on the show all the time. We, we, we talk about some of the same issues, but these are really interesting issues in really interesting times. So always a pleasure. And to the audience, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.